Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to Visibilities on March 24th, 2023. I want to especially thank all of the crew that are working on getting tonight's program out to you, um, Cindy, Larry, our two most our two usual people that we uh, have come to rely on so much, along with Jane and Danette with Clubhouse, and I'm forgetting someone who I will apologize to right now. Uh, tonight should be a very interesting call. I know that there are more people on now than we usually have at this hour. They usually come in in another few minutes, so we, I think we're going to have a big group here tonight. We have two very special guests. Um, I know my pun, my punning is not always funny. But turn it back on. <laughs> Cindy, I think you're going to need to do a lot of work tonight with me. I think you're right. I'm starting to work on it now. <laughs> um, I'm on it. Okay. Our two, I know my punning is not, sometimes not the greatest, but we do have two spoons full of ACB energy with us this evening. And um, sorry for that really bad play on words. I thought it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they both have a lot going on um, as a couple, uh, individually, and in support of one another. That's, you know, when whenever a, a half of a couple um, gets involved in something, the other half always ends up being, if you're fortunate, always ends up being supportive. And I think that... that both Dan and Leslie support each other so beautifully. So I'm going to, I think what we're going to do is we're going to start um, because of, not only is it Women's History Month, but also um, she had asked me first to be on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Leslie's getting top billing tonight, Dan. <laughs> Well deserved. Yes. Indeed. And, and you are so right, Terry. When your spouse is on an ACB committee or project, you are on it too. So we, <laughs> we, you are so right that. Uh, yes, uh, we, we, we've often heard about heard you answering the phone on, at the night of the auction. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. That's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, uh, so Leslie. Good you evening, Terry. Good evening. Thank, thank you for having having the spoons on tonight. We appreciate it. So, 
Well, I know you're running, got the auction up and running and Woo! your committee yes. going already. Oh, yes, and, we do. It's very exciting. So, yes. And yeah. I know you're, you're probably still looking for some donations for the um, auction. Of course. Always, always, always. Yes. And there's a big audience here. So, yes, I'm going to I'm going to put my plea out tonight. So, yes. So, again, thanks for having me on. The uh, ACB Summer Auction is coming up. It is the 17th annual auction. I can't believe it. We're almost at 20. I, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, Brenda Dillon and Jeff Tom and Cindy Hollis, you know, uh, had this this dream 17 years ago to have an auction. And it's 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 just been a really, really exciting experience to see how it's grown and how it's, you know, uh, just taken on its own own life. So it's it's so cool to me because it humbles me um, when Brenda asked me to be on the committee, you know, many moons ago. And uh, it's it's near and dear to my heart, um, this uh, the auctions. But the summer auction is always fun because it's, you know, it's a lot about um, summertime and the chocolate and <laughs> the food, <laughs> and, uh, the trips. We get a little bit more trips in the summer, so that's fun. Um, so, yeah, so we are, it will be June 15th and 16th. That's going to be your, um, we got this new title here, uh, Wet Your Whistle Appetizer Auction. I made it up over the connection shows, so <laughs> it's kind of stayed in my, my memory banks here. So, um, but that's our appetizer auction that the committee came up with um, a couple of years ago. Uh, Michael Garrett, one of the committee members said, you know, we really should have a little, a little teaser of an auction and, and get people um, going before the main event. So uh, we kind of stole it from Carla. She did it with the mini mall items and it was great. And we, so Michael saw that, Michael Garrett, and we said, let's try this thing called an appetizer auction. And we said, hey, I think that'll be great. So that's kind of my part of the action. And um, I do get Dan involved because, like you said, you know, when you're on the ACB committee or involved in ACB, it's great to get your spouse involved. So I usually pull him in on that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. So that's two days of um, it's actually kind of silent auction if you want to think about it but it's it's two days of wonderful items um so you get to you get to kind of get involved a little bit early so um there's about maybe 20 to 30 items each day on uh, depending on you know how many items we get we we kind of separate the items so we got some good items on each day um and then it opens at noon eastern and closes at noon the next day so it'll start Thursday, June 15th until noon on sat on um friday june 16th and then it'll, it'll start on friday june 16th from noon eastern till noon on june 17th which is saturday and then the main event saturday night will happen which i get to sit sit back and relax on that one so <laughs> <laughs> But we are looking for items still, like you said, Terry. So anybody that wants to donate, the deadline is May 1st uh, for descriptions. Please, please email me. Uh, my email's out everywhere. Call me. Um, if you have some gently used items, we will take those also. Uh, you know, we don't want damaged items. But if you've got like a, you know, we had, we had a wonderful item from Laura Lee, uh, Laura Lee here for the um, holiday that she gave a Braille Sense 
Yeah, it was like le- uh, less than a year old. Yeah, yeah. what was it? Braille Sense? It's got uh, another word. Six, too. I uh, think. Yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So she donated that. She never, she bought it and just couldn't use it. So um, that was a wonderful donation. So if you have anything like that, you know, any technology or you want to make something, just please let me know. So the more the merrier, the, the more items that come in, the merrier. So, yeah. And, and Leslie, and, wasn't it kind of interesting how at first, you know, with the appetizer, people are like, oh, I didn't make the main event. I'm in the appetizer. But now you have people who donate that want to be on the appetizer, right? I mean, they, they're getting, they get their donation out four or five times a day when you post. And, yeah, and it's so been it's, kind of interesting to see how much the appetizer has become very popular. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool because, you know, you're in the appetizer, so you're a little bit earlier. And people do get to see your items a little bit earlier and then bid and then now, some people that can't be on the night of, it kind of helps them, you know, they want to they want to participate in the auction and they can either email me or, um, you know, uh, call. So and I always give updates throughout the day. So it's it's fun. I love it. It's kind of like QVC, I think. <laughs> 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 or, or a telemarketer or something. I just love the appetizer auction. I mean, I love the main one, too, but the appetizers. I'm really excited that Michael Garrett thought of that. So I can't, I can't take credit for that. That was Michael Garrett's idea. I just, <laughs> man it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly has been a good one. I know I tend to, sometimes it seems that I tend to buy more on the appetizer than on the main event. <laughs> and, and I think it also gives people a good opportunity um, who don't want to, who are not in a position or don't want to spend a gazillion bucks for a loaf of bread. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's it, kind really, of, it kind of gives us a, a good opportunity for everyone to have a chance to bid and to contribute. It really does. And then like Dan was saying, people, you know, and the other thing is um, a couple of years ago, somebody did not make the deadline and they said, they called me and they said, Oh, Oh, I want to participate and I want to donate. And I said, well, if you don't mind, I'll put you in the appetizer. So, you know, that we slid them in the appetizer and they were like happy, happy as a clam. So, you know, which is great. So the appetizers really open, open it up for people. Now, it, we won't take it too far after the deadline, but if you like a couple of days, we'll add it in. So. And so, and the deadline again is May 1st, May 1st, May 1st, May day, May day. <laughs> Oh. May day. We'll, now, we'll see you dancing around the maple. May day, May day. <laughs> so please call me, email me. I want anything you don't want to. If you're cleaning out your house, just call me. <laughs> this week, so it's great. <laughs> and you just need the description, right, Leslie? You don't yeah. need the item itself, just the description. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't want it, yeah. If you don't have the item yet, and you just have an idea what you're going to donate, you know, just just send me a description. So. And for anyone who hasn't, I'll tell you a quick story about the auction that um, I've that I've told a few times in the past. Uh, a couple of years, two two years ago, maybe maybe three. Uh, one of the items on the auction was a Dove Gray. Um, What's the company? I can't say it. Coach. A Dove Gray Coach tote bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that the top bid, I bid on it, and I just didn't expect to get it. The top bid was something like $300. Mm-hmm. 
the next item was a, somebody's cookies. <laughs> Which went for over seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Only an ACB. <laughs> you are correct, Terry. That Only is so true. Yes. The food, the food goes wonderful. In I tell my friends, I have a group of ladies that walk with me every day, and I'll tell them they'll bake things, and I'll tell them what they went for, and they're like, "My brownies went for that." Uh, <laughs> right? They're like, "That's awesome! I would have made batches." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> next year you might be doing that." <laughs> So I can't say thank you, thank you, thank you enough to everybody, though. The donors, the people that are on this call, I mean, the filming, it's great. You know, it, it just shows our love for ACB, you know, because um, it, the auctions are fun. You know, now that's they're virtual. Uh, everybody can participate. It doesn't matter where you live, you know, and, and if, even if you're not bidding or getting an item. It's just fun to listen to. You know, I sit back and listen and just laugh. I'm like texting some of my friends going, oh, my gosh, this is funny. So it's a good night. And let me ask you one other question. Um, is this year's. Has this year's auction proceeds been relegated to any particular part of ACB? I know. Yes. Like like yeah, the summer one is. I mean, the winter one is the media, and last year it was community and membership. Yes, so the summer still the proceeds for the summer still go to community and membership engagement, which helps us. Like we love these shows on ACB Media, um, so it helps our Zoom licenses and helps our staff. So all the proceeds from the summer auction will go towards that, and then all the proceeds for the ACB holiday auction goes to ACB Media. So. They both go towards wonderful things. Um, you know, we we love our Zoom accounts, we love our community and our membership. So all the proceeds go towards that for the summer. So okay, yeah, sounds good. Keeps us going, keeps us zooming, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, uh -huh. whoever would have dreamed we would be with Zoom, all I of know. us in, in so many different. You know, so many of us have taken what we've learned here in ACB out in into our other the rest of our lives and our go, more global communities and are running zoom calls for everybody under the sun it's amazing. which reminds me yeah. which reminds me quick announcement quick very quick announcement acb government employees is back not that it was I saw ever your really post. gone away yeah. and we'll be um meeting this sunday night so check uh it's on conversation it's on leadership it's on i don't know i put it out in about a half a dozen different places <laughs> um but i saw it yeah a very I it's a it. very yeah. i i it's got incredible potential with some of the people that are getting involved in it um to reactivate it that's wonderful really that's a really good thing to have happening that's so wonderful so yeah so thank you, thank you, thank you, Terry, for having me on. I appreciate it. I, I so I'm going to turn it over to Dan, unless anybody has any auction questions for me. If anyone does, you're more than welcome to raise your hand now. For Leslie, I think you pretty well covered them. <laughs> Okie dokie. Sounds good. I'm going to stay around. <laughs> please, okay, please do. <laughs> All right, now we'll go to the other half of the of this dynamic duo. Um, Dan 
has been involved with ACB for a number of years, as everyone knows. I think you've been on the board since 2012, if I recall correctly. Uh, and he's served for the last four years as president. And with nice. Eric, uh, oh, I'm sorry. And with Eric moving on to AFB, it opened up the position of executive director. We had something similar that happened many years ago, in 1981, actually. And the president took over, although that was on a, on a permanent basis. Mm -hmm. um, when Oral Mill, that's how Oral Miller got, got into, became a national representative and later executive director when they changed the title. Uh, was because he was president at the time when Derwood and... Uh, had decided that it was time for him to retire or to at least step back. And uh, so it's happened again. You know, history does repeat itself in this organization sometimes, as it does in most all of life. And the difference is that this year it's an interim position. And Dan has made it very clear that he wants it to be an interim position at, least <laughs> at this point. And we on the board of directors um, supported this decision uh, last, was it last week, two weeks ago, whenever we, whenever we met in Alexandria. Uh, oh, no, the ninth, right? So it's been, I guess ninth. it's been two it weeks is, now. It is two yeah. weeks now. It feels yeah. like it was just the other day, but it's been two <laughs> weeks. Yeah, it is. And so now Dan has the, the almost unique experience of having worn the hat as president and now picking up the gauntlet as uh, executive director for a while until we get a national search done and um, see what happens as far as who's going to more permanently replace Eric. But so I'm going to start. Uh, with you, Dan, by asking you what two things that you think you have uh, accomplished in your in your term as president that you that you can um, benefit that we can all benefit from, including yourself, as interim executive director. Um, sure. Well, I would say first is two or three, but <laughs> two, two or three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, want to, I didn't want to make sure. it come up with too many off the top of your head. <laughs> well, I think the, the last four years have truly been an unprecedented time in not only in ACB, but truly in our country, in the world with, with the pandemic. So, um, one thing that, you know, at least I'm very proud of is how hard uh, our ACB members and staff and, and all of us truly came together at what could have been a, a really disastrous time in our organization. A lot of non-for-profits, you know, went out of business during this time. And I think it was really the, uh, you know, the, the, tenacity we, one thing about us blind people we're 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 tenacious you know we're 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 patient and we're tenacious and and i really thought we we came together as an organization and you know 
my gosh, in in three months there from from you know the end of March of 2020 till till the con- what ended up being the virtual convention because we had to very quickly decide we couldn't really do an in-person convention with the pandemic. I was so proud of how our, our staff, our board, our members really all came together and I think demonstrated to the entire blind and low vision community what we were capable of. I, I thought that convention we pulled off in 2020 was was truly a, a team effort and it, and it was just uh, I think spectacular. I mean to have eight days of a convention with um, you know, with a hundred and something breakout sessions and a general session and, uh, you know, a wonderful banquet speaker and a roll call and audio described tours and a virtual exhibit uh, area and just, you know, everybody coming together and learning Zoom and getting comfortable with the platform. Uh, oh, it was Oh, I still have a smile on my face when I think about it. So it was, I, I really it was an amazing, yeah. amazing the yeah. 20 convention was amazing. And Terry, I remember talking to you and Penny and others who just said, you know, this is what I thought. This is the spirit I knew ACB had in them and that we could do this, right? And and we and we did it and it, it so that I think was really you know, it wasn't mine to do. It was, but it, but our organization really came together at, I think, a very pivotal time in our country, in the world, and and showed what we were capable of. And and I I just think that was really really amazing. And then, um, you know, I think the next year, the work that our organization did with our voting task force and our resolutions task force. Um, you know, Pat Sheehan and Jeff Tom and Ray Campbell, Gabe Griffith, all the all the team, and really uh, Connie Sims and everybody really came together, and we figured out how we could change our constitution to allow all our members to have a voice and a chance to to vote independently. Uh, for our resolutions, for our constitution and bylaw amendments, for our officers and our board members. I think that was, again, a, a paradigm shift for our organization that, you know, you didn't have to have enough money to get to a convention uh, to vote. It, it really opened it up for everyone. And I think that's a step forward that we made that, that you know, we'll never go back. You know, everybody yeah. now gets to vote independently and man that that just makes you feel good that you know one of the core things that that really separates ACB is we are truly a member driven democratic organization and now it really feels that way with everybody getting an opportunity to vote uh, and accessible you know you can vote on your computer you can vote on your phone you know we we made it available to everybody no matter what their accessibility needs were so i thought that was really uh, a huge accomplishment, and then you know we've been able to to grow our staff and 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 grow our 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 financial resources. So now, you know, ACB. Well, the market kind of fell off on us a little last year, but even with that, we still have like four point six million dollars in investments. We've opened created a legacy endowment fund. We have a board reserve. 
So I believe our board has been very fiduciary, fiduciary responsible and kind of growing our organization, but at the same time doing it in a way that we don't take a lot of risk and chances. So it's, it's good to see the financial stability that, that we've been able to create. And, and just the spirit, I mean... I was shocked, you know, I, when I, you know, I had promised the members when I got elected that I would reach out and, and broadcast it to all members. Anybody that wants to serve on a committee, committee let me know. Because what that I had heard, fun. yeah, what, yeah, yeah, that's another <laughs> one of those spouse things where Leslie and I were back in the computer for, for weekends at a time collecting all the emails we came in and trying to categorize you know, what committee do they want to be on and what's their email address and their phone number and reaching back out to all of them, having the conversations and connecting them to the convention committee chairs. But you know, we had well over 100 people that expressed an interest in joining committees. And one of the the things I had heard as I ran for president is, oh, we need to have fewer committees, people, we can't find people to get involved, people are just not interested in serving as volunteers. And we found the exact opposite. We, we found a lot of energy of people who wanted to get involved and serve. And so I think that's been uh, a really good accomplishment that we've been able to add a lot of new members to, to so many different committees and create additional committees where people felt that there was a need. Uh, so I think that's been really strong. And then, and then last but not least, I think we've tried to, again, put some structure in our committees with our um, you know, committee to our program steering committees, where we took our 30 38 or 39 committees, and they now roll up under nine steering committees, and we've assigned a staff lead and a member lead to each of those steering committees, and I think that's given us a way to, uh, you know, get feedback from board members, uh, from staff, from our committee chairs, and, and really kind of uh, get some synergies between the, the different parts of the organizations and, and then implement it, implementing the uh, enterprise operating system traction on top of that, where we now have goals and objectives and a strategic plan. I don't know about you, Terry, but it was kind of cool at the board meeting there two Thursdays ago when we went through the strategic plan for the first quarter of 2023 and it was kind of exciting to see that we had planned to do a rally, and we did a rally, and we planned to hold a DC leadership conference, and we held a DC leadership conference. We planned to do programming in Spanish, and we did programming in Spanish. You know, so that that kind of makes you feel good that that you're setting down goals and objectives, and then you're then you're accomplishing them. And I think that's what people like to be involved in an organization that's getting things done and doing it in the right way. So anyway, exactly. it's been a fun, it's been a fun four years. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. Terry, I used to call him the virtual president for a long time. Yes. She said, Dan, do you think you'll ever be able to leave your desk and go have a convention somewhere? <laughs> and then we went to Omaha and we both came home with COVID, but we were yeah. survived. We're over it. We did good. Yeah. So, mm. That's oh. it, you know. Yeah. 
So, Terry, I'm sorry. I was a little long, long-winded no, there. That, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. All right. Now, you. so now you have put a lot of things in place. You've got people thinking about the idea of doing another DC leadership conference. And um, there is that sur- uh, survey out to everyone yes. who did, who attended either the president's meeting, legislative seminar, the part that you didn't, uh, that was virtual yeah. or the in-person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the results from that should prove kind of interesting. Very, um, I think they'll be very enlightening. I, I think one refa- refrain I've heard a little bit, which is, you know, it was really good, but, you know, nine days is a long time to have a DC leadership conference. Well, it is. Yes. It is. So, and I, so we'll, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll it is. learn and it's a, And especially, yeah. and especially when it could have been, when, when maybe we could look at, look in the future at doing it in a more concise way. I, I mean, I think you know, those... especially for people who work, I, myself, I ended up taking five days off from work. Oh, oh I know. And, and, and so and young yeah. people that have families are not going to mm-hmm. want to take five days off for this one and five days off. God knows how long for convention now. That's oh, getting oh, so lengthy. I, I, I and think so. Instead yeah. of going to Disney World with their kids. <laughs> I, I, yes, I think really, you know, of course, this was a transition year where we, you know, we didn't uh, know, you know, would people come in person? Uh, you know, we were and really did, worried. And, 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 you know, and we ended up with, oh, gosh, I think, you know, somewhere between 75 and 90 people that were there in person for the last portion. And then we had, uh, you know, I think almost 300 uh, that participated in the virtual, uh, you know, uh, president's meeting and legislative seminar. And uh, it's so it, it met all kinds of different people's needs. Now for the leaders that were very involved and, and got to do all nine days of it, including the day of, uh, I call it the travel day <laughs> to get yeah, from exactly. the, the, yeah. on Wednesday to get from the virtual portion to the in-person portion. I, I believe, uh, who knows, we'll hear back from our membership. Um, th- a lot of people, you know, feedback we've already gotten for some of the lessons learned sessions that we ha- held is, you know, can we go back to doing a, a basically kind of an in-person I'll call it hybrid convention where you do some level of programming, but you have an in-person component and people can participate either virtually or in person. And I think that's where we'll probably end up. It'll, it'll go back to being a little more traditional of what maybe we used to do four years ago. But the other thing we learned, Terry, is people liked not being just in a conference room listening to to presentations for eight hours a day. People like getting up and moving around and doing breakouts and, and getting their hands on exhibits and going on some tours. And so I think in the dine around, people really enjoyed going out and meeting people uh, and networking. A lot of good networking took place. And yeah. so I, I think and there's people, pieces people and have- parts. Yeah. Yeah, learn. and people have and people have always enjoyed um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and which is always. I mean, even back when I used to put legislative seminar together, yeah. you know, we would always do something one or two of the nights. Yeah, you know, whether it was to go to the Capitol steps, 
I remember doing that one year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I remember did, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it twice, actually. Once mm-hmm. at the Reagan Center and once in Roslyn. Yeah. You know, and uh, we, it, various things. We didn't have a, we went to a, um, an audio described performance at the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. It gave some people something to look forward to at the end of the day. And, and ACB and, has worked so hard in our nation's capital and surrounding areas to advocate for accessibility. And in so many of these venues, it's kind of nice to see some of our work, you know, <laughs> to be able it's for nice people to people all over work. the country. Yeah. It's nice to see our work and it's nice to see people taking advantage of it. It really um, was. I know yeah. because oftentimes, and that's what's so sad about it. Oftentimes, it doesn't get taken advantage of, yeah. no matter where you are. Um, I know we. I went to Frank and I went to the Kennedy Center to see. I want to say it was South Pacific. I wouldn't swear by it now. Mm-hmm. And we were the only two that yeah. were there um, that wanted to, for the description. And they had had they had done one the, the day before, and they had had a couple of people had said they were coming and never showed up. Yeah, you know, I take that kind of thing, and so it's it's. I think it's a great boost to the venues when mm-hmm. we actually have a number of people that you know get get a lot of participation for them. Well, and uh, we had an opportunity when we took the tour of the Capitol. You know, kind of off of the old Supreme Court area is oh, yeah the crypt. You know, which is right there. It's kind of the room they go through before they go up and go out on the stairs to go down for the inauguration. It's on that right. west side of the Capitol. And in the crypt room now, they now have a four by eight foot uh, model of the National Mall that goes all the way from the Lincoln Center, the, the uh, you know, the uh, Kennedy Center to the Lincoln Memorial, all the way down through there with all the monuments, Washington Monument, the, the Smithsonian up to the Capitol. And it's in, it's in Braille with, you know, large print and, and scalable models. And, uh, you know, I could have, I could have stayed around that model for an Ow. It was so It cool. was really and, cool. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear. I have yeah. not actually seen the oh, new you, model. Oh, you There was be. one done yeah. that um, uh, Lorinda Steele Lacey and Pat Beattie and m- many people worked with from AFB mm-hmm. worked with them for years ago. And that was there for a long time. Yeah. And it was, um, oh, I don't know, probably about. Three by eight feet, maybe three. Yeah. It might have been three feet wide. Mm. It was. They ended up putting it under glass because it started to disintegrate eventually. Oh, yeah, I hope it ended it, up over at the architects' museum, mm-hmm. um, the building museum. I mean, okay. and, but they've and they had talked about doing this one. And one of the other things that's in the crypt, I don't know whether you had uh, an opportunity to meet um, the head of disability services. Mm-hmm. At the Capitol, it, um, I believe he's still there. I keep telling him he can't retire. I hope okay. he hasn't. Is David Hauk? Okay. And Dave I- Hauk, um, and I, I have dragged me into do some work on putting that, on putting the new one together, mm-hmm. um, and what we would put on it and that because the old one was outdated because there have been, you know, like it didn't have like oh, the Vietnam. so many new memorials had been added. Exactly. The it didn't years. have yeah. the yeah. Vietnam or any yeah. of the World yeah. War II. But it was yeah. really but cool. This new one, 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've heard that it's it's really good. Well, and this, again, this just points things out, right? So when we were talking to the guide, uh, he shared with me uh, as we were leaving the crypt room, he said, you know, of course, we're a whole group of blind people, so we can't wait to get our hands all over that thing. But he said, (laughs) you know, honestly, he said, it's our number one exhibit since it got added last year in the entire Capitol tour. Not just for blind and, and visually uh, impaired people, but, it's good but for all people, because it's something they can actually touch and feel and get their hands around, and and people are mesmerized by it. And so, I, I think again, there's something to be learned there. You know, that we work a lot with the National Park Service and Michelle Hartley and the Harper's Ferry folks, and they're the ones that actually kind of helped construct and build those, and 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 have gotten them out and. And then we had at one of our breakout sessions, the National Park Service was there and they had a scale model of the Lincoln Memorial and then a full size uh, sculpture of just his fist. And they had a small replica of the Martin Luther King uh, Memorial with him coming out of the mountain. And they had the, the three nurses uh, that were in front of the Vietnam Memorial. And then the next day, when Leslie and I got to go on that tour, it brought those memorials to life that you, you know, otherwise, like the, the Martin Luther King, if you have no vision, you, you know, you can't touch anything. You know, the first eight feet are just kind of the base of the mountain. So without that model, you wouldn't know what he's looking like 29 feet tall coming out of that mountain. But, <laughs> but with that model, you could, you could stand there and visualize it. It was really, it was really neat. And have you gotten a chance to see the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial? Yes, I've been Yes. It, it's I've wonderful. I've been there a few times. I mean, there are so many things there you can get your hands on, you know, even some of the, uh, some of the testimonial is in, is in print and Braille. Uh, there's all kinds of the statue of him in his wheelchair, uh, people waiting in bread lines, waiting in farms that were during the dust bowl. Well, even Just, the dog too, Dan, the, the, dog. the, the dog, yeah, 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 the dog. dog. And so that, you know, that, that brings all that stuff to life for our members. And so I, it was cool. And the other thing you get when you're, when you're out and about, I mean, I met people that I never knew before. I met a woman named Sandy Owens who'd come for the first time from North Carolina. And I heard about her story and she was, you know, worried about getting funding for her scholarship for her, for last year of school. So I let her know about the scholarship programs. You just, you can't put a value on the in-person connections that you can make. It it's just it's so invaluable. It, it's just it's neat. It really is. So I, it is. So now yeah. I hate to get yes. short, but no, please I, do. I can, see, I can see one at least one hand up so far. Okay, <laughs> but what I really want to do is. See how your first three days have gone, and, and um, tell us what your plans are for the next. Well, they're three pretty busy. So. I I told Leslie after the first day. I said I, I won't get. I said my butt sore. I mean, I sat in this chair in front of the computer and had meetings for like seven straight hours. I said 
I have to get up and get moving. Yes, I said, I'm going to have to at least plan some time to go take a a walk at lunchtime or something, you know, so, but there were a lot Mm -hmm. of people that wanted to connect with, with us the first couple of days and, and and really, you know, uh, it's a great staff, a really wonderful set of people and, and they do such a good, good, good job. And, and, and my goal is to just not, first goal is just don't break anything, you know, keep everybody feeling comfortable, you know, in their, in their current, current roles. And then, and then obviously as we go along, there's always some, some opportunities that will come up for improvement. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, 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 it was kind of different to get back to work in a, in a job that you're expected to be there from eight to five Monday through Friday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, Terry, you know about when, that. When, <laughs> when did ACB start those hours? Yes. <laughs> I always remember well, that. And that's before God. you get into the evening opportunities. That's yes, what, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. I remember Mitch Pomeran saying, hey, anybody that works for me on a salary is on 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. I think that's true. That. That's definitely true. Uh, no doubt about it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so flexibility. You really, flexibility. <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're gonna you're gonna need to keep them flexible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's take one or two calls, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, right. First one is Margie D. I assume that stands for Donovan. Margie Donovan, audio description, advocacy extraordinaire. How are you? (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm doing well for for Friday evening. (laughs) Um, Dan, you have done an incredible amount, and ACB has gone by leaps and bounds. I think you brought in a lot as president from your professional experience and your visionary in ACB. And... um, I have a couple of questions for you. I'm, I'm just going to give you two questions. Um, so I'm going to use a word that you may not prefer me to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. And what I have <laughs> oh, seen in, yes. in ACB of recent is a lot of nepotism. And I see people filling positions that were never announced. And um, I hope that... That will change under the new leadership. I think every position that is open should be announced. We should do a nationwide search. We should get look at all the potential candidates. And I hope that we're going to certainly do this with the executive directorship. Oh, for um, sure. I'm really... Oh, One thousand percent, really, yeah. Good, good. Well, I hope to see that in all ACB positions, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I really th- I want to commend you. I really want to commend you for stepping up to this position. There's been a lot of mumbling and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and that Dan resigned. I said, no, he didn't resign. He did exactly what would be expected in a non-for-profit organization is the president steps up and fills his shoes until they identify the next executive director. And I want to say hats off to you for that. That, that, that's, that is really big. It's the first time in my, um, since 1984, that I've seen this happen. And I, I think that that's really big and that's really huge. And I know that things will, for the most, stay status quo. You're going to make sure things keep running, which I'm excited about. The other thing, and I'm just going to plant the seed, and I don't think you're in a position to really answer. We, we certainly are in a good financial position. 
I came into this organization in 1984 when ACB sponsored one student from every state. And we had a week-long um, activities for students, learning about leadership, learning about ACB, um, student seminars, just all kinds of things. And out of that came some potential future leaders in ACB. And I've been around since then, be it good or bad, you know. Right. Um, and I just hope that that is something in the future, since we're not in a real challenging financial situation, that we will look we will look at bringing back. We need to bring in younger members. You, you've said it, we've said it, we all know that we're a gray hair organization mm-hmm. and we've got to get younger members. And that is one way. And now I'll shut up and let you respond. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Margie. And, and I think at least, um, you know, uh, that, that I really believe that we've tried to do when we've hired positions, we have, we have advertised them and, and had people apply and gone through a pretty extensive interview process. I know that's happening right now for the, uh, you know, com- the assistant for community events uh, that, you know, we, we had, oh, gosh, uh, several hundred people apply. And, you know, I think they've got it down to the, the top 15 candidates and they're, they're now doing, they're now doing interviews. So I, you know, I, I, I believe we've, we've tried to, you know, tried to do that in a, in a very open and transparent way. Um, as, um, as far as, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of your second question here now. I've lost my train of thought. Um, scholarships, students uh, and scholarships. Student, yeah, I, student, well, yeah. well, of course, our scholarship program is really the, the best it's ever been. You know, we're, we're partnering with, uh, you know, AFB, and we now offer 21 scholarships that are almost up to $100,000 in scholarships. But I think the other thing that, that we have done is with the J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows, uh, I think that has really been an opportunity for new leaders to get involved and learn. And we're seeing the fruits of that, that several people who went through that, um, through that program are now affiliate presidents. Uh, there are committee chairs. Several of them are even on our, now on our ACB board of directors. In fact, I think uh, Deb Cook Lewis was in the first class, and she's now the president. So, <laughs> so I think that that has been, uh, and J.P. Morgan Chase has been really good, uh, and we're in the process of, you know, solidifying their funding to do that again this year uh, at the convention. And then we started the mentoring program, the pilot mentoring program with twelve guides and twelve explorers, and I think that's that's reaping some rewards. But you are so right, Margie. We have got to develop our new and upcoming members, and they're not always necessarily twenty somethings. They could be, you know, forty somethings that are now at the point in their life where they're ready to get involved in a a consumer group like the American Council of the Blind and start, you know, providing uh, membership service and making a difference. So, uh, the more in, we can do in that area, the better off we will be. Uh, so, I will definitely keep that in mind and see if there's anything we can do working with the board to to increase, um, you know, opportunities for for leadership development. 
and I'm just going to plug in there too, that they can be more than 40 something as well. They, um, they really can't, you know, you, you know, you really can't. When you look at some of the people that are involved, that have gotten very involved in community, for instance, mm-hmm. um, in the community support uh, committee and that kind of thing, they're not all spring chickens. Um, no, look at like Desi Noller, who was on the uh, fireside chat. And exactly. She's been a member for a long time, but she really got involved in the last three or four years and is yes. making a, truly making a difference. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think what so many of us that have been through organizations in general for so much of our lives realize is that you bring people in when they're young, you get them, give them a tantalizing taste of it. Mm-hmm. of an organization but they're going to drift away and there's nothing wrong with that they're you go going to drift your, away yeah. as long as because there are things that are more important in life to people to some people yeah. like raising their family their home their career and it's when that when all of that's finally settles down and you don't have dirty diapers and um or kids wondering what time the kids are going to get in mm-hmm. if make curfew or not um if any any still do that uh that that that's the time that you can get so many very very active and very successful people back into an organization and and terry i've seen it i've Mm -hmm. seen it i've been on the cclvi scholarship committee for many years now yeah cclvi council citizens of low vision international on the shigert scholarship i've seen it many times even people that have been on the committee they won the scholarship, like you're saying, had babies, had lives, had work, and now they're back involved because now it's it, they can give back now. You know, yes, so- exactly. It, it, yeah. it really is a it's exactly. a work life balance and a life journey. And well, Leslie and I went through this. We kind of got very involved in our chapter and in the Florida Council of the Blind, and then my career became consuming. Leslie opened up a gym. We kind of. Right for three or four years there, mm-hmm. Leslie. We didn't. We had a hard time even making involved. it to the. Yeah. We we didn't serve in a leadership role. We didn't. We we barely made it to the the conventions, and then life kind of frees back up again, and then you have an opportunity to get it involved. Well, we so. were blessed when the convention came to us, and my gym stopped, and your career was winding down, and that's and we were blessed. ACB came to us. I know. We, we they, luckily they found us in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad That's they right. found you in Orlando because they lost my suitcase there. <laughs> <laughs> We're running short. Well, on you time. have ten minutes. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. okay. We're running very short on time. Um, but I see Jeanette Kutash has a question for you. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Terry. Hi, Dan and Leslie. Good to hear both of you as always. Hey, Jeanette. <laughs> Dan, I have to tell you, my first convention ever, Kim mm-hmm. Charlson was leaving. You were going to be elected. And I ended up voting for you because people that I respected said no matter who may challenge him, he will do the organization a world of good. And I believe that has been the case. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was very impressed with how you managed the task of doing all of the resolutions and the constitution and your patience. Is there anything from that experience that will help you 
in bridging the gap between being ACB president and continuing as interim director of ACB? Oh, oh uh, yes. I mean, you learn lessons uh, in every every day in life, and you know, we didn't. We had no idea how all that was going to go. Right? We had never done voting in person and uh, on the Zoom platform virtually and you know like well terry you know terry was elected uh as a board member that year it was kind of interesting to see that our candidates half were in person half were virtual everybody seemed like they had a fair opportunity to participate and get involved people who voted some were there in person some were some were virtual so it was really refreshing to see us work through that the other thing i learned is that the democratic process can sometimes be pretty messy. And, and we found that last year. And so uh, we still kind of joke every once in a while, I'll say to Nancy Becker, Nancy, have we settled? Can we move on? <laughs> it became the word of the, <laughs> of, the, of the debates. But even though it took a long time, I, I hope what we took away from that as an organization is everybody had an, had an equal chance to participate uh, and we we did it. We got through it, and we've learned from that, and we've modified the standing rules a little bit for this coming convention. Still 20 minutes of debate, but we're going to try to, you know, do a better job of explaining the resolutions ahead of the convention, so hopefully there'll be less need for points of clarification or points of information, uh, and um, and then we're going to do them just in the virtual um, environment by doing them um, uh, kind of the first week of the convention in the evenings where everybody can participate. And I think it will, it, it hopefully will be more streamlined with everybody getting to participate equally on Zoom. So we'll see how it goes. But Jeanette, thank you for the kind words and thank you for getting so involved in serving ACB. And Amanda Selm. And yeah. Lynn Carell are the last of uh, the two, <laughs> but I have no, oh, wait a minute, no, and if there's a third one. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys might, I don't know whether you want the third one or not. Uh, we, it's we, your we, president. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Amanda's so first. Let's start with Amanda. Amanda. I, I scare some people, so I hope I don't scare you. <laughs> hey, but, Amanda. Um, you don't scare hi. me. Hi. It wasn't hi. you that we were referring to, Amanda. I know. I knew that. So, uh, well, y'all were talking about getting young people involved, and I saw that as a challenge to come chat with you for a second. So, um, so, 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 Dan, I, I remember when I first met you in 2018 at our Crossroads conference, and that was fun. And then yep. getting to work with you, I think my favorite, one of my favorite memories, and uh, that Margie kind of brought back to me was when you and I were talking about next gen early 2019. And we mm-hmm. did that. We did the, uh, we worked with Eric at the time to do the uh, JP Morgan Chase scholarships to bring, I think it was like 12 people, 12 younger mm-hmm. members to the DC leadership conference. And uh, I, I keep getting questions um, about if that is coming back. And if that is something that you're interested in pursuing, I, I love, I love to bring that idea back. And I would love to expand on that with you some as executive director 
Um, and and I have. And we, and I we wanna, even and, and, and Amanda, we even had a marriage out of that. I know. I know. Yes. Right. Yes. And they have a baby now. Yes. They now have a baby. So look yes. at there. Yes. But no. Yes. But there, I think, was ACB investing in in next generation and giving that catalyst of actually bring a group of people to DC. Claire Stanley, who was on the staff, did a great job of kind of helping, you know, give people some opportunities to socialize. Yes. Yet we we had a separate conference room where you guys could take some time and actually go through some of your business uh, business type decisions. At that point in time, you were you were a committee, but I really think that gave you the the genesis to to move forward. Yeah. Yes. And then lastly, um, you were our affiliate liaison for NextGen when we got started. And as president of that affiliate, I want to thank you for your service to our organization. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you uh, for for being tenacious and sticking in there. <laughs> very good. Thanks, Amanda. And, I, and thanks, Amanda, very much for calling in tonight. And Lynn Corral. Hey, Dan. Uh, first of all, um, I was so impressed with you last summer when I was in Omaha. I just thought you did a great job. You were even-handed, even-tempered. One of the things that I've always felt about ACB uh, and leaders is that people join, people are on too many committees, they have too many commitments, and I vowed that I'd never do that myself because I don't like to do that. I think that you know, you can't be all things to all people, and especially as, as women, people, you know, women have tr trouble saying no, but I think mm -hmm. that's a real problem, and I <laughs> really wish that people weren't on, you know, uh, individuals wouldn't be on so many committees. I don't know if it's power, I don't know what it is, but I always say that, like in the groups that I run, that it's their group, not my group, and mm -hmm. people give me suggestions and stuff like that, because I'm not running, I'm the only facilitating the group, not running it, and right. so give me, people give me suggestions, and I run with their suggestions, and or other people do, and that's the way I like to run groups, and giving people empowerment in the groups, so that's the way I feel about it, but I think you do a great job, and how do you see your momentum going forward? That's the question I have. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, well, I, 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 well, I, I, I think we just continue to build on on what we've done here over the last. You know, it's really gone back here for for you know, it's really the history of ACB. But I, I think we're um, you know we have a real opportunity here uh, to continue to move forward, get more people involved, more people energized. As I like to say, 95% of blind and low vision uh, folks in the United States are not a member of any consumer group. So mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of opportunity out there, and we've got to figure out how to reach out and connect with folks. And we've learned that over these last two or three years, people that we, we didn't even, you know, weren't involved in ACB at all are now playing very prominent roles. And so... I, I know there's there's a lot more people out there uh, that we can that we can provide a a, a home for, and so well, go forth and prosper. Go forth and prosper, Dan. <laughs> okay, thank you, Lynn. All right, I'm see afraid ya. we're going to run just a tad over yeah. since it's we have less than a minute left. Um, but I do want to make one quick announcement, and then Sheila, you get the last word and the last question in, and that is next. Dan mentioned. You mentioned the resolutions and such. Mm -hmm. Next week and next Friday night, we'll have Ray Campbell, Pat Sheehan, and Connie Sims on to talk about 
the resolutions and voting process for this year. So we can, because uh, resolutions, due dates are coming up fast and furious. Indeed. All right. And thank you all for being with us this evening. All right. Bye-bye. Good bye-bye. night, folks. Bye-bye.